Five o'clock in the Southland. Shit out of a cap for your Friday afternoon. A feel-good Friday. It is time for What You Need to Know. What You Need to Know is brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. That's the 90 minutes from wherever you are. Take it away, producer Lindsay. Thanks, Christopher. So, for the first time in 30 years, no hip-hop album or song has hit number one yet in 2023. It's officially the longest we've gone into a calendar year without a rap album at number one since hmm. 1993. Just six hip-hop singles have cracked the chart's top ten. Future, Kendrick Lamar, Drake Twice, and Tyler, the Creator, all collected number one albums last year. But I was going to, you know, I just wanted to point that out and get your guys' opinion if all you right, think well, we which need, artist we need... is going to break that. Let's go. Kendrick's got to get in there, right? I mean, listen, I know people are polarized on Drake, but Drake is going to get you... One of those albums that can crack that. You need to, we need to get in the lab. Let's go. But what were the top hip hop or rap singles? Which were the ones, right? Of this, of this, of this of year? 2023. Yeah. I, I don't know. It says that there's six of them that were in the top 10. Let me look. Yeah, that would be interesting to me because I'm trying to think off the top of my head. And I, you know, for me, I only get new music. George, I hear you talking sometimes about listening to FM radio. I only get new music from Alex Toussaint and Club Bangers <laughs> rides on my Peloton. Right. Or a, or a hip hop ride. I'm guessing you know? that like Megan the Stallion is probably on. There. Oh, I Megan love Megan. Stallion, you huh? know that. So does Darren Rovell. Oh my god. Oh, he it loves d- her. Yeah, yeah. Well, he didn't get to see her, I don't believe, because he was still out there. Okay, Megan the Stallion. Um didn't uh who else had a big Lil, hit earlier Lil this baby? year? Lil Baby. Yeah, let me look. How about Lil Cappy? He have a he have a hit this Lil year? Lil Cappy the puppet. Better hope Lil Cappy the little, puppet. No, no, no more Lil Cappy's, man. That's enough. <laughs> Better, what'd you think of Lil Cappy the puppet from <laughs> oh, the man? Don't keep me going on that. I'm gonna what? Start cussing. Do you man. really no. think Tommy Tommy the the so your stupid, your listener from San Diego sleeps with the uh, the puppet Lil Cappy? I mean, he's 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 a a big seven ten listener. This guy, nah, what can I tell you? Nah, no, he's shows not. up shows he's up to all the Yamaha. If this was back in the Art Lebeau days, we could have little Cappy just call in for pull a string. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, I think that's actually a good idea. We should have little Cappy start to call no, in. Have George no, talk no, to little Cappy. No, yeah. no, oh Jesus! No, no. <laughs> that is what you need to know. Brought to you by Morongo Casino Resort and Spa. Good times. Less than ninety minutes from wherever you are. Um, Cappy, big Cappy. Yes, yes big Cappy here. <laughs> <laughs> Don't encourage that. Don't encourage that. You know, I should get Lil Cappy the no. puppet. And I, could, I could do an act. Big Cappy, Lil Cappy. You can't even you can do, do regular yeah. Cappy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So um, you could be like Lil Penny, Big Penny, remember? Yes, I could. That's exactly right. By the way, did the U.S. Open coverage on USA stop? Because now there's some dating Five show. Five o'clock on. it stops, and it goes to a replay on, uh, I believe, NBC. Oh, really? Yeah. Or, Pe- or Peacock. It's one of them. Because yeah, there's Peacock some like probably, uh, yeah. TikTok star girl, you know, that's like now talking about her dating life with some studly young guy. Hmm. I don't know what happened here. All right. No, it's I- on NBC. Big NBC. Channel yeah, 4 here in the South. Right, hold, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. NBC. NBC. Thank you, Beto. <laughs> Beto, I didn't even have to do it. it. It popped up before I even said it. Because it hurt Beto. Um, Cappy, we were talking about the whole LeBron uh, Instagram post and Michael Malone, blah, blah, blah. Look, the best thing for the NBA... Mm-hmm. is a little Lakers-Denver mini-rivalry. Like, that would be... Uh, the Lakers haven't had that in a while. Everyone knows the Boston stuff, but you need, like... The NBA needs to have a rivalry in the West with the Lakers. And now the Lakers getting to the Western Conference Finals, losing to the eventual champion, the smack talk going back, like, that's good drama when you get to opening night or opening week or whenever they play, maybe they play on Christmas. Like, you start to build that stuff because Jokic is going to be good for a while. And, you know, the assumption is, you know, you may, you're you going to get one year out of LeBron. Maybe you even get a second, you know what I'm saying, depending on how things go. So I, I think if you're the Lakers or the media or certainly the NBA, like, you want this to happen. No doubt. No doubt. If you're the NBA, you're like, hey, Michael Malone, uh, glad you uh, are not gutless. Glad you're willing to say things uh, to LeBron. Most people in the NBA don't have the courage to dare say a word that is not pro-LeBron. I like that, coach. I like it. You keep playing that game. Hey, it's all about LeBron. It's all about the Lakers. No one cares about us. We just won a championship, and people still don't care about us. They're still talking about the Lakers. They're like, no, they're not, coach. Nobody's talking about the Lakers. Lakers haven't been relevant for three weeks, coach. He's like, yeah, but they're still talking about them. No, they're not. But you see, that's his us against the world. I like that. Yeah. It's smart if it's him. I agree. If you're him, it's smart. I know Laker fans get annoyed by it, 
But it is smart every every which way possible. If you Am can. I the only person who thinks that when LeBron says the lame machine is at an all-time high, I'm, I'm putting a mirror up and going, look, look at you, LeBron. Like You are the lame machine right now by replying to this guy. I like it, but I think it's beneath you. Well, it's given us content for a few minutes. So that's Didn't nice. you tell me one time that you don't fight down? Didn't Isn't that the way you told it to me? You don't beef down. Well, you, but, you know, I mean, he's the championship coach now. Are you beefing down? Yeah, I think, I think, I think LeBron James is way up here. And Michael Malone is kind of right down here. Yeah, but he's the king right now. He's yeah. on the mountaintop. But but then LeBron is beefing down. Uh, but is he? I mean, you know, right now the guy who's – I mean, listen, the guy who's won the championship is Nikola Jokic and Michael Malone. And Nikola Jokic isn't going to say any of this stuff. He's not going to do anything that's going to ever be bulletin board material by any stretch of the imagination. Although apparently he did like the parade, as Dude, we saw today. love the parade. For a guy who after the game – was like, what? Wait, parade? Thursday? No, can't. Got to go home? Horses? Blah, blah, blah. L yesterday, he was like, this parade is awesome. They're like, yeah, what about when your wife got hit in the face with a beer can? He's like, yeah, that part wasn't so good. But yeah. everything else, I loved. And then did you see Jokic and Murray and like pretty much the guys? Didn't they fly right away to Vegas? So for a guy who had to get home to Serbia, he was like, hey, this Vegas place is pretty good too. Yeah. So you go. Well, they convinced him. And I'm sure Mrs. Jokic was cool. You know, so I hope she's okay. Yeah, sure she's fine. Um, so <laughs> in regards to the <laughs> toughen up, toughen up, Mrs. Jokic. It looked like it was empty anyway. Take that beer can to the face, girl. Yeah, yeah. But look, I I think there needs to be a little brewing rivalry. Kendrick Perkins, apparently our buddy. You know, Perk, big Perk. Yeah, he uh he agrees with us on this brewing rivalry. I don't know which was more fun. Watching Mike Malone look like he was ready to go do a rap battle or listening to them talk about that Mike Malone is the Lakers' daddy. That, yeah. I mean, it was just all over the place. But you're supposed to turn the hell up. That's what you do at the parade. Yeah, you turn the hell up is what you do. Yeah, you do. I, but, I do. But, I mean, you definitely would. I turn no the hell up. If we had a parade for host of the year, you would be turned up. For Dude, sure. I was turned up at the Mandy's on Saturday night. <laughs> so the the uh, no, so Perk apparently it's actually opposite us, Cappy. He doesn't he thinks hold your horses, pun intended, because of the Jokic stuff on this whole rivalry thing. Let me hear that. I would like to pump the brakes for a minute. It's not a rivalry, but I will say this. I did notice that LeBron James didn't tweet about the Denver Nuggets. But I also noticed it was a lot of superstars around the league that didn't tweet about the Nuggets. Last year when Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors won the championship, we saw a lot of players around the league tweeting out about Steph, tweeting about Golden State, tweeting about his performances in the finals. We didn't see that this year. I don't know why, but I want to get to Allen's point about Michael Malone and us not talking about the Denver Nuggets. Well, Actually, that has to be earned. You have to earn the right for us to talk about you. I'm sorry if we're talking about LeBron James, arguably the greatest player to ever touch the basketball. I'm sorry if we're talking about the Los Angeles Lakers, one of the most historical franchises in NBA history. You have to earn the right to be talked about. And the Denver Nuggets has done that by completing the mission and winning the NBA championship. Yeah, I'm with them. They're in that conversation now because they hold the crown at the moment. You know, uh, Perk brings up a very interesting point, one that we discussed just a couple days ago, mm -hmm. which was uh, that superstar players were not tweeting about this series. That's Perk's observation, right? Mm -hmm. Now, when Steph Curry's playing in the finals, superstar players are tweeting about it, right? Mm -hmm. Well, you know what, George? All those NBA players that maybe didn't watch the finals... Wait, you're saying just because they're not tweeting, they're not watching? Correct. Um, no, that's a ridiculous jump to make. Let me tell you guys something, and I want to say this to all NBA players, and there's a lot of them in L.A. Wait, the 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 the, the NBA Finals is only down 3% from the Golden State-Boston series. So are you telling me that that 3% that makes up all the NBA players? That's right. The NBA players are the 3% <laughs> decline in the ratings. The NBA players were not interested in the NBA Finals because once okay. their team went out, they yeah. decided to not watch anymore. And here's what I want to say to those NBA players, and I know a lot of you guys Go are ahead, listening. Go ahead, say it. Tell them. You guys are not real NBA fans. Yeah. All right? You guys right. are not real NBA fans. Because if right. let me just tell you something. 
I mean, I would team. imagine so if they weren't if they worked in the NBA that right. they would be watching. So but they're not, that. and so they're not really. How do NBA you fans. know that? You I, completely made that up, like the Palinka thing. I, I I did not make up the Palinka thing. Somebody told me that, and I reported it. Okay, and now, now you're making this up. No, what I'm saying is... How do you know no NBA players watched the NBA Finals just because they didn't tweet about it? Because Perk told me. No, he heard, didn't. I just he heard Perk say He said they didn't tweet that. about it. He didn't right. say they weren't watching. If they were watching, they'd be tweeting. No, that's no. not true. It's a they were tweeting. thing. They Let were me tweeting. tell you something. I watch, I watch a lot of TV. I don't always tweet about it. No, but you watch a lot of basketball and you always tweet about it. No, that's not true. <laughs> go, yes, go it on is. My, go on my timeline. Dude, I go on my actual timeline. Go on my actual timeline. There's not, I don't even tweet that often to begin with. All right. All right. I tweet in the circle of trust because those are our people. Well, I, to me, that is tweeting. No, but I'm talking about like tweeting to the timeline. All right. Well, here, listen. Because uh, if I was looking for, you know, like, you know, some people like to you know tweet for engagement and clout, I'd be doing all that. I don't need to do that. I'm here to tweet with our people. Okay. Yeah, that and, and you know, tell people whether or not they do or do not know basketball. In this case, or go these to players, hell. right, these players who you told just the other day. If they're not, they're, but they're watching. Okay, but here's the thing. If you're a fan, a Laker fan, yeah. and you didn't watch the NBA Finals intently, you're a Laker fan, you're not an NBA fan. You're not an NBA fan if you're not watching the you. championship. Right, yes. shame on you. Yeah. Shame. Yes. Shame. Like like in the Game of Thrones right. episode. Shame. The you walk be, of shame. You should have to walk down Figueroa butt naked, and the rest of us will finally do what George wanted to do. We'll pelt you with ketchup and mustard and relish. Shame on you people. Like we wanted to do you. Right. right. Well, I didn't want to do it because I had, you know, a whole emotional scarring thing. Yeah, from when you were a little kid, I remember. Right, right. Yeah. Shame on you people. And a lot of you NBA players who didn't tweet about these finals, shame on you guys. I mean, people still watched, clearly, including them. Yep. Well, I don't know. Well, I mean, you, what do you mean you don't know? I don't know. I... Some of those guys might have thought Denver was going to win, no problem. I don't need to sit around and watch this. Do you know Dan Hicks on the NBC broadcast? Yeah. Yeah. He's wearing a three-piece gray suit on a wow. Friday at a golf course. Mm -hmm. Hannah Storm's husband. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In L.A., three-piece. Gray, though. Yeah. And Hannah it's sunny Storm's amazing. It's sunny. I'm, I'm a huge yeah. fan. It's hot out there. Of Dan Hicks? No, of Hannah. Oh. Well, Dan's oh. fantastic, too. Yeah. Yeah. I like Excellent. her better than him. Jeez. Okay. Oh, there you go. Barrett Sports Media. Yeah, there you go. will be listening. You paying for Scott another short? All right, coming up next, Woj Cappy. Yes. Top priorities this offseason. And I, I'm glad Beto's here. Me too. Because I want to talk about this this match last night. Oh, uh, about soccer? Yeah. Oh, don't get me going. I don't I didn't watch that. You don't want I'm just, what what? You see? You what? didn't watch the CONCACAF? No. Oh, let me don't. tell you something. Team Mexico? got testy last night. What is going on with El Tri? What's going you on? Better call Hercules, man, because Betito has no clue. You want Betito. me to call Hercules? Yeah, Betito do it. necesita información. Do you want me to call Hercules? Yeah, Tommy? Hercules was really good on the on the show last week, man. So hurt, really good. So uh, no, I didn't watch it because I was where was I? Uh, I was burnt from the golf yesterday. I was done. Was it Bro. an important match? Yes, it was very big. Uh, Twitter was Conquer all over. People were telling me on my Twitter to get rid of my Mexico hat because they lost yesterday. I'm like, dude, it's a nice looking hat. Leave me alone. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we'll get into all that. Stick around. We're back in two. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Oh, yes. Quarter after 5 p.m. in the Southland, Friday afternoon. On this day in 1989, Ghostbusters 2. Yeah. Starring Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, Rick Moranis. Let's put more people on there. They premiered in theaters. 
Here, you know what? And of course, this was the song. Bobby Brown, Ghostbusters 2. Hot take. This song is better than the Ray Parker Jr. song. It is a better song, but that song's more iconic. I, I mean, I get it, because, of the, but this song is a way better Oh, this song's a banger. Song. This, Bam! If you didn't know, this song, independently of Ghostbusters 2, although it does make a quick reference to it, is still a good song if you just take that little reference out. Absolutely. Remember when we used this as the theme to the morning show for a while? Oh, Laura's not here to go, oh, that show. Uh. <laughs> wow. No, That's yesterday, Cappy. Yesterday, Cappy. Laura, She's listening. Is she? Yeah, Laura she's threw shade the at the old morning show, and it's like, it was because Keyshawn went to the network, and ultimately, we just took the morning show format, and now we do it all day long. Nine hours of it. That's right. It's, it's a, a nine-hour nine hour show. It's a nine-hour morning show. One show, nine hours. Cap, you missed the history lesson yesterday. It was fascinating. You know, yeah, oh, was that, cool, oh, the Sedona one about yeah. the well, yeah. Sedona, uh, yeah, yeah, working can with I, you. Can I? By the way, I, I saw something on Twitter yesterday, but I had just come out of the trial of the century, right. and then I went into my lawyer's office for instant analysis. Mm. You know, and yeah. so that took a long time. So yeah. by the time I'd gotten out, I saw some things on Twitter about a, a history lesson. What, what were we talking about? We were just talking about. Um, for how you met Chris. And yeah, and, and Greg. And you became right. over, yeah, yeah. overnight And I was radio. at Fox Sports Radio, how that happened, blah, blah, blah. Et it was pretty cool. Good story about Super Bowl. Uh, always working hard, never knows listening. All that you know stuff, what? Right? Yeah, I, I will just say this. I will, we'll go on, George. I know we got other things we want to talk about, but I will tell you one thing. And I, thought, I was thinking about the other night at the Mandy's. You know, between me, you, Morales, and then Mason and Ireland, and then even, I mean, everybody, everybody at our station has long-term connected relationships. You know, um, it's just it's actually quite an amazing thing, you know. And uh, Chris, you're, you're one of your best friends was at the Mandy's the other night. Right. Sam. I and, heard that you and Rachel approached him. Well, <laughs> we, oh, we did approach him, as a matter of fact. <laughs> we did. About what? Don't answer that. We approached him about love. Mm -hmm. Oh, geez. And love, love, it's what makes a Subaru. <laughs> right. <laughs> we, we, we were talking about the history of all this, and I happened mm -hmm. to say to him, I go, hey, um, one of uh, somebody who was a connector to all of us, that guy is up in heaven somewhere, very, very proud of all of us and how we're all connected and together and working together mm -hmm. and doing what we're doing. We so did that, talk about the great Andrew Ashwood yesterday. Good. Yeah. That's cool that you guys yeah. talked about that. Yeah. That's cool. Um, so I text Herc, by the way. Um, Hello, since, Hercules. Hello, darling. How are you, since, darling? Uh, Beto mentioned him. Mm -hmm. And I text him and I say, hey, do you mind coming on the show today? I don't want to bug you. I know it's Friday. He says, what time? I'm in position for Football Americas the next hour and 15 minutes. Yeah. So clearly, that's the big ESPN soccer show. Yeah. Um, Look, I didn't watch the game yesterday, George, but I was telling Lindsay, it was trending all over Twitter. Oh, it was totally. All, everywhere. Yeah. The different WhatsApp group chats that I'm in, yeah. everybody was talking. Even the baseball one was talking about the embarrassing game that was Mexico. Well, I mm -hmm. mean, they haven't. In, there's been six straight matches six now straight. where they haven't had uh, a victory. Yeah, as, <laughs> so uh, it's not just that they were acting it, the fool, man. Right? Isn't it? It's a well, right. Story. The ending of that match was absurd. Yeah, that's terrible. Well, but but for for officials to have to stop a game, they've been warned plenty the, of times. Cappy. I I dude, I totally get it. No, not just. I'm not talking about last night. In general, they've yeah, been right. warned over and right. over and over. The fans are just dumb, and the yeah. fans to shout in unison this slur that they all shout. Yeah, and they go, ha, 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 it's all and funny. And they no, think it's, it's funny. And it, it, it's funny when your team's down 3 nothing because the team's playing like garbage and there's fights on the field and, and it's just a mess of a game. So you're like, well, what does it matter now? I'll just say what I want to say. But for soccer as a federation to have to say this homophobic slur is unacceptable and we will stop a match – I can't believe how the fans impact the actual game on the field, you know? Yeah. Good for the league, though. I mean, good for them. It's not for the, the first federation. Time. Not the yeah. first time and stuff. No, you're right. There's lots of warnings. And it's, it's you know, it's Team Mexico's fan base that shouts this slur, mm -hmm. you know? Well, mm -hmm. Herc is going to join us at 645. He did say he can join us in the last segment. So uh, that'll be dealer's choice today, probably, is my guess. All right. That's unfortunate. Why? Yeah. Did you have a dealer's choice? Well, he had a lot for dealer's choice. Oh. I did. I have a. I well, do you want to just do dealer's choice at six fifteen? I mean, maybe I will. Maybe I okay. will do that. I mean, it's it's your. Show it was too, really. Bro. It was really <laughs> kind of like it was R-rated material, so it was kind of better for six forty-five. 
Right, so you know, you figured on the way out, nobody would notice. Right, I Late figured Cappy. Right, exactly, Lindsay. Baseball, precisely. Like when yeah. they but, put the certain shows on late at night. Maybe I'll PG thirteen it for six fifteen. Okay, there you go. So let let's do that. <laughs> I'll try. No chance. <laughs> <laughs> on a Friday? Oh no way! <laughs> but long story short, I I am curious. I, Mexican fans, to your point, um, Beto, have to be really really upset i mean six matches uh, that's a lot of matches yeah you know, and there's a lot a of result. turmoil with the mexican federation and what's going right. on and well and by the way there's turmoil with the u.s federation because of burhalter now back all of a yeah. sudden yeah like they basically it, to use a college football analogy they used a search firm to find the coach who used to be the coach yeah <laughs> they, it, that's the equivalent of it that's like firing clay helton right and usc going wait we need to get a search firm and the search firm comes back and says well you know what you should probably hire clay helton Hey, good choice. I like that idea. <laughs> that, that's really? kind of how it feels. It's kind of um, a good idea. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I don't know. And I know people are going to be like, well, they're better than they were before. I mean, yeah, but I don't know how. I, I mean. Let's just right. say, Cappy, everybody was mad. Everybody was mad for one reason or another. Both sides were mad. So that's yeah, why I mean, intensities are also high, too. Well, USA like. team when should not be mad. Anyway. I mean, yeah. USA team should not be mad. A 3-0 win. Uh, I saw that just I saw the highlights. I didn't see exactly, you know, the whole game, but Pulisic scoring two yeah. goals. Yeah. I mean, if you're the USA and you, you beat Mexico on home turf in Ve- 65,000 people That's in that crazy. stadium. Still yeah. haven't been there yet. Cappy, this is what was sent in the group chat yesterday. My mm-hmm. baseball group chat from my boy, Ace Soka, who San Diego guy. He's proud. Mm-hmm. Good thing about that embarrassing game is now I just have to wait for the Dodgers to embarrass me some more. Wow. Good times being me, Ace. <laughs> wow. So there it is. Wow. I bet the Dodgers didn't embarrass him last night. Oh, but he was waiting for it. I know. Yeah. Oh, the Dodgers actually. Let's talk about that for a second. We can do the Woj stuff later. The the Dodgers actually. I was. I think that that's a huge win. I know in June there's probably in theory not a lot of huge wins, but they needed that one in the worst way yesterday. Mm-hmm. He did. I mean, listen for on a variety of levels, right? I mean, like on one hand, your bullpen has been so bad, and they came in last night and they did the job. On the Six other hand, innings, no runs, nine strikeouts. Right, and, and you know you would you would not want a series. I want to remember it was three, four, five series well, in a row that you had right. Won. They 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 were right. It, they had lost four out of the last five prior to winning this one. Yes, right. And I I actually love the story. I didn't know the story. Obviously, you know, I read about it today. But Chris Taylor, his first home run is a Dodger, a grand, grand slam, slam, and yep. his hundredth home run is a Dodger, a grand slam. That's freaking cool. That's really cool. You know, just like a statistical, mathematic, numeric anomaly. Yeah. Pretty darn cool. I like it. Um, Here's an interesting set of numbers that I found. So Michael Grove, the young man who was pitching yesterday, he has filthy stuff, right? Like when you watch him, oh, my God. He's got a a backdoor slider to right-handed hitters that you're like, whoa. (laughs) Um, I mean, most of what he throws is sliders. Like he's just – he's got incredible movement. But, you know, like you know, Cappy, sometimes when you're young particularly, you're going to have days where the control isn't there, you know? And sometimes he'll groove them, and that's when you see all these home runs. The strangest part of the home runs he gives up, this was the the numerical uh, statistic that I found fascinating. So Michael Grove, as I mentioned, filthy stuff, young kid, a lot of growing to do. A lot of his home runs have come with two strikes. So when he's got a two-strike count, okay? Actually, let me do this backwards. In Major League Baseball, Cappy, I'm going to ask you this question. Okay, go ahead. What do you think the batting average is when they have an 0 or 1 and 2 count? 0 0 and 1 or 0 and 2? Yeah. uh, What is the the entire sport? For the entire sport in that scenario, what do you think the batting average is? 161. Better, what do you think it is? Um, The way you're setting it up, I would say 101. (laughs) Caffey's <laughs> closer it was 170 which is still oh, really low yeah. Uh, yeah. obviously damn good yeah do you know what hitters are hitting with a two strike count on Michael Grove this season two, take a guess 242 Beto 280 close 272 damn 100 points higher on Michael Grove when he's got two strikes on him which to me is like it's just a young guy not understanding how to finish the deal on a you know on a given at bat, you mm-hmm. know. And not so I, what to do with I, the two strikes. I I think they're going to be fine long term with someone like him, 
but I, he's just, you know, you got to figure it out at, to close out at bats. But I will say this, you know, like these young pitchers, and, and obviously I think everybody knows the reason that a lot of these young kids are coming up is because there's been so many injuries. I'm curious about tonight. There's a guy that's going to pitch tonight. Yeah, bullpen game, yeah. Uh, or the next guy that's coming up is this yeah, guy Emmett. named Emmett Sheehan. Yep. Yeah. And and so this kid that's coming up is a is coming directly from double A. Mm-hmm. He is 21 or 22 years old, or maybe he's 23, but, but excuse me, he was drafted in 21. So to think about it, you know, you're a player at Boston College, you're a sixth-round draft choice, and you're two years removed, and you're being called up from double-A to start a game for the Dodgers. But that's what the Dodgers organization does. They tell yeah, guys, they've always done that. get ready. I mean, Tony Gonsolin, right? Yeah. Like, you know, guys like that. Um, Dustin May, etc. Yeah, it's no longer the oh you're in Double A, you're skipping a step. It's no, that's yeah. where they have the arms groomed. Right, and guys like him, Cappy, that was a kid who when he was in high school when he was playing perfect game, he was throwing like low mid eighties. So this is Emmett Sheehan, yeah, Sheehan, and then he uh-huh. grew. He's from Connecticut actually, and then he went to Boston College. Yeah, so this is a kid who grew into his body because he's out. big, right? He's like six five, six I mean, four, six five, somewhere around that. Yeah, he's like the pitcher Anthony Davis. He shot up all of a sudden. Yeah, and, and he just grew into his body. So when parents are like, "Oh, my kid needs to be throwing ninety in ninth grade," it's like the development, you know? Yeah, figure agreed. things out. And the Dodgers are good at finding guys like that who have a lot of bullets and they can figure things out, know what's going on. You need him to come up and give you that kind of break, right? You need mm-hmm. him to come up and soak up some innings for you right now. Get a taste of what the major leagues are like. Yep. Then go back down to the minors, work yep. on some things. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, Cappy, you got Grove and Bennett in September when you're in a playoff race. And like, where do these guys come from? The Dodgers mm-hmm. groom guys like that, especially on spring training. They're, it's yep. a different mentality the way that they have these guys with the the track man, the, whatever they do with their, their rap soda, all that good stuff with the technology, man. It's different. Yeah, I'm excited to see what this kid's all about. And I got to say, the one reason that I'm so curious is all these young kids that are now 21, 22, 23, Beto, you're going to see here in the next couple of years as your son goes from 18 and graduates high school and becomes 22 and graduates college or whatever. Dude, my son's 23. And I'm like, look at these kids. This guy's a major league pitcher. This guy's an NBA basketball player. And I keep calling them kids because I got a kid who's 23. Yeah. You know? But it's amazing to see how good these guys are this young. Hey, Cappy, is your kid in West Virginia? Yeah. Yeah, he's here for the summer. You know where uh, Michael Grove is from? Tell me. West Virginia. Really? Yeah. Wheeling, West Virginia. That's Dude, where that's, from. that's where my kid goes to school. Yeah, he played at West Virginia. He had Tommy John, uh, uh, I think, junior or sophomore year, one of those. Mm-hmm. But uh, hockey, baseball, football guy, one of those old school. Uh, three sports stars. Three sports star in Wheeling, West Virginia, man. Wow. Well, George, we'll see if you're right. We'll see if, if a win like last night where you're down 4 nothing. Well, you it's going to be a strange slam. one tonight because of, it's a bullpen game. Wait, right, did you, saying, uh, but, but last night, the question is, yeah. was last Can night a defining them? moment game? Yeah. Was last yeah. night a defining moment for the, for, the, for the Dodgers? This thing that stinks for tonight is you used probably a couple guys you would have used today in this bullpen game. So mm-hmm. it's like that's why they're bringing up you know, these young guys, right? Like I think that's part of the equation just to give them three innings, you know, like Beto said, you know, if they can. So. Hey, George, didn't you tweet last night a big game about the Dodgers? Like, season-defining game? Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I was referring to now. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's one of those that you're going to look back at and be like, oh, that could have been the moment. Because to what you mentioned, Beto, they're bringing up live arms. Maybe one of these guys sticks eventually. Like, you just never know. Yeah. All right, coming up next, we will get to that Woj sound. Woj has got uh, the Lakers' top priorities this offseason and what kind of the signings could potentially look like. We'll have some of that coming up at 545, but award-winning Two-time now, award-winning Radio Tinder is next. But first, let me tell you about our friends at LAX, my second home, Los Angeles International Airport. Changes are arriving daily to help transform the travel experience. The LAX economy parking structure is now open with thousands, guys, of smart parking spaces, as well as hundreds of EV charging stations. I use them all the time, and, uh, you know, it's a nice change of pace for sure. Modernized terminals have biometric gates. Speaking of pace, right? For faster boarding, who doesn't want to get to their flight faster? Regardless, whether it's a business trip, you want to get in and out as quickly as possible. And certainly when you're traveling with the family, you want to get through this stuff as quickly as you can and get on your way. By the way, a new facility for when you have friends and family coming over will will be available to you. All major rental car brands will be under one roof. And soon, forget about a car because the People Mover train will connect you to LA Metro, man. Connect the travelers from LAX to LA Metro. I mean, what a... How much time is that going to save people? So for more information about LAX's transformation, go to their website. That's flylax.com slash transformingLAX. That's flylax.com slash transformingLAX. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. 
You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Around 5.30 p.m. in the Southland on a Friday afternoon. Radio Tinder time. We like to play a TV theme or a wrestling theme <laughs> because we lost him in 2014. Today, happy birthday to the ultimate warrior. Yeah. I could use some of that pixie dust that uh, oh my god that he had for a little energy. That to get guy, through the you acid. want to talk yeah, about sure. veins popping out all over his body. What was that guy ingesting all the time? We know what it was. Uh, I don't think well, that what, your heart could handle it, Christopher. Not anymore because the 20s, we had a lot of pixie dust. <laughs> you can't even handle the Celsius. It just doesn't. It, it's, it, we love our first of all. We, we love our friends at Celsius. I had, oh, I love I had I to have one, one today. Yeah. I was tired. Same, man. but it gets you a little too cranked at times. You know what no. I mean? You drink half no, the it can. It me good. I was drinking it before the Mandy's, and then I, I was prefer like, it than coffee. Yeah, me too. I don't like coffee. Yeah, I don't but like coffee. How it coffee's natural. No, but coffee. So is Celsius. Taste good. Yeah, Celsius got a lot of supplements it's and all, vitamins in it. It's all natural. It's cranking that B six up there and the B twelve. Anyway, you can follow her at Lindsay Baseball on Twitter, Instagram. Don't forget about our sponsor. Tequila Mandala. Always swipe right on Tequila Mandala. By the way, in just a few minutes after this, Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you why Crypto Ray is is gutless. Crypto Uh Ray is gutless? I agree. Days off of coming up the Fan of the Year Award. You're telling us something we don't know? Wow. Mm -hmm. But first, take it away, producer Lindsay. I've been drinking bleep bleep green tea all bleep bleep day. Remember when I said that when we won the Mandy? That was great. Yeah. It's the Celsius green tea. <laughs> Doesn't sound as good when you can't swear. All right, so Michael Jordan has agreed to sell the Charlotte Hornets according to an announcement by the team today. MJ is selling the team to Hornets minority owner Gabe Plotkin and Rick Schnall, a minority owner of the Hawks. Uh, he's going to actually sell his minority stake in the Hawks, and Jordan will retain a minority ownership stake in the team. Jordan was the majority owner of the Hornets for the past 13 years after buying a controlling interest in the team for $180 million in 2010. So wait, they did not have like the financial details of this, but if he bought it for $180 million in 2010, how much do you think he's, he like sold it for? $3 billion. Yeah, it's about $3 billion. That's insane. So think yeah, about that. Made more I mean, than 10 times his money. Yeah, why Why not sell? I mean, you're, you're clearly not a great owner being defined yeah. by winning championships. So anyway, well, I was going to ask, are you guys surprised that he is selling? Uh, no, I, I'm not surprised. Here, here's the thing. Michael Jordan is in his early 60s now. OK, and Michael Jordan already did what he needed to do um, and he benefited from it. Right. He The NBA needed a face for a minority owner. They mm-hmm. desperately needed it. OK, mm-hmm. especially in a sport that is overwhelmingly minority. So, he was the first former NBA player to become a majority owner, and he is the league's only majority black owner. Correct. So I think that that, that is incredibly important, and that, that, that barrier needed to be broken. And who better to do it than him? But to Cap's point, that aside, because, again, two things can be true at once. Michael Jordan's ownership was very important to him and to the league, okay, um, and the sport. But... His stewardship as the owner of the Charlotte Hornets was underwhelming from a performance standpoint. Yes. Underwhelming. But come on. Yes. We all know how MJ is. You don't think a part of this is LeBron became a billionaire and he said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put three chips on top of that. Yeah, so the uh, front office sports have this NBA salary for Jordan, about $94 million. Mm-hmm. Nike earnings, about $2 billion. Hornet mm-hmm. sale, more than $2 billion. Wow. And you see who some of the new owners are going to be for the Hornets? I heard a couple of my guys. I heard Plotkin. That's my man right uh, there. I know who that is. Eric Church. Oh, not him. The, the country artist? Yep. Wow. Oh, geez, and Jay Cole. With controversy. Jay, Jay Cole. Cole. Okay. Oh, that's yeah. cool. So they're going to be part of uh, the minority team owners. Cappy's talking about some guy named Plotkin we've never <laughs> heard of. <laughs> yeah, he break I love Eric yeah, Church. That's right. Yeah, yeah, but Eric Church and Jay, Church Cole, and Jay Cole, Cole are someone yeah. people know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but the other guy, the other guy, what was his name? Uh, the guy from the Atlanta Hawks. What was that guy's name? Lindsay, minority owner? Um... Oh. The guy who's going to take over the team? That is a Rick Schnall. Yeah, Rick Schnall. See, Schnall, I don't even give a Schnall, but Schnall. <laughs> oh, jeez. Man, and Kathy, man. Wow. Thank you. That's wow. a long setup there, man. That's, but I'm just saying, <sighs> those are my guys right there, Beto. Those okay. are my guys. 
So anywho, um, yeah. So I'm gonna. So what am I swiping right or left on? In this if you're scenario? surprised that he sold the team, um, no. So I'm swiping left. And he paid 184 in yep. I'm swiping crazy. left too. Dude, that's dude. It's easy. It's an easy decision. Yeah, he's in his 60s. And here's the thing. I've heard stuff that sometimes, like all these guys, right, that he hired would do the work all season long, and then he'd come in and be enthralled by a guy after a workout and be like, nah, forget what you guys said. I know what I'm doing. Take that guy. Al Davis style? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. Jerry yeah. Jones style. He's I know more than you. One. Right. Yeah, so it's like that part of it, like, probably is a good thing for the Charlotte Hornets moving forward. Like, the LaMelo one is not hard, you know what I mean? But, like, usually in their tenure, they weren't picking at the top of the lottery all that many times. They were a few times, but man, he did. Yeah. He picked Michael Kidd Gilchrist, I believe too. Yep. Um, well, that might've been right before him. Actually. The best so thing I, they I did was change their uniforms, no. but he, the famous one was when he was with the wizards where he was supposed to be an owner. Kwame Kwame Brown. <laughs> yeah, so. Laker legend. Get it right. But yeah, the, the Hornets on, on the court. Not so good. All right. What's no, next? It's completely irrelevant, as a matter of fact. All right. A Chinese yeah. soccer fan who stormed the pitch and hugged Lionel Messi during a friendly match between Australia and Argentina in Beijing on Thursday has been detained. The fan has also been banned from entering sports venues as a spectator for similar games for 12 months. Mm -hmm. Beijing police did not specify how long he would remain in detention, but did say that he has apologized for his behavior. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Videos that went viral on social media showed the young fan leaping from the stands before sprinting towards Messi, who, like him, was wearing the number 10 jersey, and then he gave him a big hug. Mm -hmm. The clip show Messi, who initially appears shocked, stretching out his arms and hugging the fan back. So, oh, it was all cute. Um, have you guys ever been in trouble in a foreign country? Swipe left or swipe right, Sedano? <laughs> well, Cappy definitely has. We know oh, that he's already yeah, told that us. that is right. Um, um, no, no, no. So I my, got, my answer, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's just make this easy. I'm going to swipe left. You're, the floor is yours, Cappy. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. It, it, I, got, I got into trouble in America going into Mexico. Okay, look, I admit it. It was a very dumb thing to do. Okay, like arrogant American thinks, hey, uh, weed is legal in California. I can travel with it. I didn't know it was illegal in, in Mexico. I went to put but my did bags. You? Did you? Wait, wait, wait. But here's the thing. Let what? me explain something to you. Yeah, go ahead. Like, you don't think that even if it's legal in another country doesn't mean you can travel with it. Like Canada, cannabis is legal, but you can't fly into Canada with your own weed. You, ha you can buy it there. But you can't fly in with it. It's well, let me ask FAA you a question. violation. Okay, I didn't know that. Let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. um, if and when you would ever travel with weed, would you just travel with weed like boxed but up or in a bag? Did. did you tell the story? Did you tell the part of the story where it was contained? Yeah. So here's the thing. So and I you walked tried into to bribe his, the guy. Right. So well, no, not bribe him. I tried uh -huh. to get the money back. At, well, here's what happened. That's medical. <laughs> Look, <laughs> I, I go, in my bag. I had all kinds of stuff, man. Pre-rolls and freaking like pre-rolls. Yeah, vape I mean, pens. you're just asking for it then. Anyway, long story. And but by the way, I had them hidden in like my pockets of my shorts. This girl, she went through every single thing in my suitcase. She saw me coming from a mile away. I'm a total <laughs> sucker. She tells me that my choices are either a go home and don't come back to Mexico for 48 hours, or pay the fine. Fine. How much? Hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, I'll pay it. So then I go to pay it, and I'm still trying to talk my way out of it, and now it's $250. Because you know? you're talking nonsense. Okay. I'm so happy she did that. <laughs> okay, and then and then after I paid her the 250 bucks, I was like this. I'm like, yo, can I get my stuff back or what? And she, she's like, no, now it's mine. It's going home with me. You paid not to go to jail, bro. I know. I know. I, I mean, you know, I just put stuff in like my, you know, my makeup bag or whatever. And then if they find it, you're just like, oh, sorry, my bad. I forgot it was there. But you sound like you were very conspicuously placed. No, it. no, no. On the contrary. He wasn't conspicuously anything. He was brazenly putting it out there yes, in correct. the same that's containers that it comes in. Right. Like, well, that's, no. that was it literally mistake. says cannabis well, on yeah. it. That was my mistake, Beto. What I should have done is I should have taken it out. Me? Copy cannabis. Yeah, it was it was it was really dumb. Also, putting it in your pockets isn't really hiding it. Yeah, no, I like know. Oh, I know. Right, that's I know. also do your pockets don't right. make it a aren't well, a force she, field of hold on they're not a force field of invincibility or something. No, I know. But when she pulled it out of my pockets, I was like, I don't know how that got in there. Oh, that's I don't so know. Weird. No, no, no. Let me ask Cargo shorts. So weird. Cargo shorts. I wish we could have videotaped that. I know. I'm sure there's surveillance video. Oh my god. Meanwhile, there's guys walking by with kilos from right next to you. I mean, <laughs> do we have the like number she, of one of those guys at the moment? <laughs> <laughs> she pulled the thing out of your bag and was like, 
do you legitimately have this in the Kiva confections, like uh, like little tin? Like, what's right. wrong with you? Right. She's like, you should have at least taken it out, put it in a plastic bag, told me it was vitamins. Right. You know? <laughs> Vitaminas. See, <laughs> si. Cilantro. Ay. All right. That is Radio Tinder each and every day brought to you by our friends at Tequila Mandala. Award-winning, small-batch, premium-sipping tequila made from the finest mature agaves. Available everywhere fine tequilas are sold. Visit their website, tequilamandala.com. Demand the extraordinary with tequila. Mandala. All right, coming up next, I swear to God, we'll get to this Woj Challenge Lakers <laughs> priorities. I've only said this like three times already. But the Lakers' top priorities is offseason next. Quarter in front of 6 p.m. in the Southland. Shakira. On this day, tomorrow, June 17th, the number one hit back in 2006, Shakira, featuring Wyclef Jean. Hips don't lie. My hips don't lie, Cappy. You know that. Oh, I know it in a big way. Those lips tell the truth. No, hips. 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 My lips hips. tell the truth, too. And hips. hips. With an H. The hips. If you combine <laughs> the hips and the lips, we got hips. a big Friday night ahead of us. Hell yeah. Although I really don't. You don't really? You're going to try? I'm going to go see your guy, Sergio. What's his name? At no, the no, Dixo no, no, Lounge? No, 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 no. Lorenzo. Lorenzo at the Dixo Lounge over at the right. East Central. Have a couple stiff ones. Mm-hmm. Then take one of these John Ireland gummies. And hopefully get, <laughs> I need eight hours of sleep tonight. Because producer Lindsay just came in here giving me crap about like, no, I Christopher, oh, sure Christopher, you're in a bad mood the last no, two days. No. Are you going to be like this tomorrow? Wait, Ooh, you got to no. be careful though. If you're taking John Ireland gummies, does that mean you're going to make like inappropriate references all day? <laughs> wait, Come it, on. It, wait, he's going to make those references regardless of whether or not he's on Ireland gummies. Okay. Come on. Yeah. You know that. By the way, you want to know real quick? I know we, we got to get to something you teased. But Crypto Ray, you know why he's gutless? Why is he gutless? Because in the communities, he thinks he's like the ambassador of the communities. Yeah. Which I guess he is because we, we gave him, I mean, I wanted right. to give him the fan of the year. Uh-huh. But he likes comments even when they're negative towards us. <laughs> and I don't so get do that what? He just I brings an too. engagement. I do that also. Like anybody who rips me yeah, and but you're not me. Very, you're not but very you're bright, part of, Cappy. You're, it's your show. You do whatever you want, man. This well, guy has a puppet. Get him out of no, here. No, 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 no. Crypto Ray doesn't have a puppet. No, yeah, he's, Ray. Is. He's, about, he's posting puppet stuff, so he should be blocked for that. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. You want to block the listener of the year? Yes. A fan of the year. Whatever. He took a picture with that stupid puppet, and then he's like, oh, fight on. No, no, forget him. You know what? I'm going to block him right now. I don't know why you got to call the puppet stupid. You're very offended by that. You like get really, really riled Cappy's up. Cappy's like, it. I kind of like the puppet. I like oh, having a puppet. He's like, little, so, little Cappy. Another thing you have trouble. in common. Another thing you have in common with LeBron. Right. There's. A, is there a little LeBron puppet? Little there LeBron. was. There was. There used yeah. to be the Kobe, like, the Kobe little, LeBron puppet commercials. Oh, yeah. Little LeBron. Oh yeah, remember those? Yeah. If it was little Sedano, that, that was oh, actually he, when I. I thought LeBron was likable back then. I liked him back then. Now he's in the lame factory. He's the lame machine at an all-time high. That's what he is. He's just an old get guy. Get me off my lawn or get off my lawn right now. Like he's mm-hmm. just that's it. He's he's an old head. He he's said grandpa, it himself. Grandpa LeBron. It really is. It's kind of crazy. <laughs> like from basketball mortality. He's got kids in college now, though. I know. He's yeah. like you and me, Beto. Bryce just, just like turned you and me. sixteen. Like yeah. that's crazy. Bryce has yeah, been balling. I've be been really told this summer. Yeah. Um. So, real quick. Mm-hmm. Before I I want I will get to this Woj thing I promise. Crypto raise gutless. But who who is the young man the gentleman that is uh, sitting in for Laura today? Can we get uh, Brian? Can, who? Yeah, you say Brian, and I got to be honest, I the don't want to be Brian a jerk. Brian Cohen. I don't want to yeah. be. Oh, a jerk Brian about Cohen. It. I get his emails, so oh, it's nice to uh, to know he's on the controls today. Yeah, because so. I was also uh, Brian, Brian who. Brian, you're doing a great job. Hell of a uh, job, th- Brian. Thank, thank you, you for sitting in today for Laura. He's wearing a Beatles T-shirt with a Dodgers cap. That's a good job, oh. there, Brian. Okay. Hell of a job. And, and, um, Brian George doesn't like the Beatles. Type Oof. type board he's running. No, no, I wouldn't say I don't like the Beatles. I just Oof. I don't think they're not, not like my favorite band. You know, mm-hmm. like I mean, I'm also wow. not that old. Um, but or that some people have don't. old hearts. Don't. It's okay. <laughs> don't. Way to go, Brian. Um, so Brian, what part of town are you from originally? You're a native Angelino? Uh, no, San Diego, actually. Born and raised. Oh, 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 uh, Miramar, Miramesa. Oh, I've never heard of it. So, all right, so that's, just where, like Cappy that's crawl- where the naval base is. Just just like, that's, Cla- where, that's where Top Gun is. Yep, just like exactly. Cappy clawed his way out of a small market, so did Brian. Oh. <laughs> wow. Where do you live here? Or Lindsay, do you live you're down not there allowed to like laugh Cappy? at that, Lindsay. No, no, I'm in Orange County now. 
Oh, okay. Kind of right near uh, Disneyland area. Oh, really? Maybe you and Chris should uh, <laughs> yeah. should travel together. Chris yeah. lives nine minutes away from Disney. Twelve minutes. Twelve. Oh, I think I'm 13, so. Well, I'll there reach you out go. to you. Don't reach out to me. Anyway. All right. <laughs> uh, well, Brian, thank you for uh, your, your help today. We appreciate it. No problem. Got to be All right, cool. Good job, uh, Brian. He's scared behind that board. Well, of course he's scared. scared. He should be scared. I'm he should be petrified. Well, you know Hungarian heat in there is yelling at him. Oh, I'm sure. No, I don't yell. She's fine. I don't yell. But yeah, he's nervous. There's sweat coming down. Oh, nah, yeah. you're good. No, you're good. He's not. Um, so real quick, let's get to this Woj thing. All right, Cappy. See, off season is here. There's a lot of chatter about a lot of different people already. Uh, the machine is in full flux at mm-hmm. the moment for mm-hmm. the NBA off season. So where does Woj lie on what the Lakers can do or what they should do, what their priorities should be? All right, let's hear it from Woj. It starts with keeping the players they have and the two young players, one they acquired, Rui Hachimura in the trade with Washington. He's good. And Austin Reeves, who they brought in and have developed. They're both restricted free agents. I think their number one goal is they're not letting either of those two uh, out of the building. They're going to match offer sheets for them or see if they can get to an extension on either of them. D'Angelo Russell, can they get to a contract number that makes sense for them uh, as their point guard? Another player they picked up at the trade deadline and then they've got their exception. They can go out in free agency and get you know another player who could be helpful. So basically, Cappy, the way Woj is laying it out is you keep your, like you like to call them, core four. I That's right, the core that. four. Core yeah. four. I, I wouldn't call them that. But nonetheless, those four guys of AD, LeBron, Austin, and Rui. Well, just get prepared, George, because they're eventually going to be the big two because it's eventually going to be Rui and Austin because LeBron and AD will have been moved on. Okay. So... Nonetheless, core probably four. not the case. Core four. But um, then you have the situation with uh, D'Angelo Russell, and he's mm-hmm. basically saying you re-sign him, and I think if you're going to re-sign him, you, you, you kind of wait a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to wait and see what's available to you because I don't know what's actually going to be available to you depending on how that number comes in. Okay? Now, he wants a lot of money. I'm guessing the Lakers don't. But maybe they do because it allows them to fetch another star, right? Or maybe not a star, but like a borderline all-star caliber player. Well, what do you think D'Angelo Russell today? If D'Angelo Russell walks in and sits down with Rob Palenka, mano mm-hmm. mano, no agents, just a couple of guys hanging out talking dollars and cents, mm-hmm. what do you think? And I'm going to ask you to think you are D'Angelo Russell. What mm-hmm. do you think you are worth? Go ahead. Well, he was making like thirty, just under $30 million last year. Okay, so if you were making just under $30 million last year, based on the way we went out and traded for you, based on your contribution, highs and lows, how far the team went, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. Actually, check that. Just over $30 million. So 31 So I'm assuming he wants a raise. He's 27 years old. Okay. Um, if I'm going to sign him for more than $31 million, it's probably because I got to move him. Because I can't really look at D'Angelo Russell as a $31 million player. Can't I would do agree. It. Yeah, I would agree. But they don't want to lose him for nothing, so they right. got to. If um, the number were reasonable, like honestly, I'll tell you right now. If, if D'Angelo Russell said, look, I'd take 17-5. No way. <laughs> of course he wouldn't. But, but at 17-5, I'm 20 million. I, I could deal with 20 million for D'Angelo Russell. Mm-hmm. But 30-plus million dollars for what I saw, I don't think so. And yeah, I like but, the guy. But here, here's what's happening, right? Because So you and I talked about point guards the other day, and I told you how much I love Fred Van Vliet. And we talked mm-hmm. about this, Beto and I, yesterday. Fred Van Vliet is going to come in at a number similar to D'Angelo Russell, and he, but he's a way better player, well, in my opinion. Yeah, right. So that, that's just it. If you're but, but by the way, D'Angelo's more talented than him offensively, but Fred Van Vliet does a couple, more, a couple of things that he doesn't. Number one, defend, okay? Uh, number two, he's already proven he can be on a championship team and be reliable, right? Mm-hmm. Which D'Angelo Russell has not. Mm-hmm. So I think that th- that's the thing. Like, Laker fans are like, oh, yeah, we'll just sign and trade with Toronto. Who happens to have one of the toughest negotiators in the entire sport in Masai Ujiri? He's like Danny Ainge. He never likes to lose the trade. Well, look, um, to think that it's just going to be as easy as sign him and then just trade him and get right. what you want. No chance it's that easy. Right, because if you're Toronto, just using them as an example, for it doesn't matter who your dance partner is, but they're going, they know who D'Angelo Russell is. Right. You know, so, so the question is, is D'Angelo Russell a player that helps you win a championship? Thus far, answer, no. 
Fred no. Van Fleet? Yes. 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 So, so you're going to have to give up picks, I think, if you're going to try to get Fred Van Vliet, if you're going to deal with Masai Ujiri on a deal. And by the way, Van Vliet has to play ball. He's a free agent. He can say, you know, the only way this happens is if he says, I want to be a Laker. And then you have to try to engage because then you become Toronto and like, do we want to lose him for nothing kind of thing too. But right now, Lakers have zero leverage until, any, until something like that happens. Okay, do you think that guys in the NBA and, – and Look, obviously, I think most players go where the best deal is. Some players can't afford to go to a place where they have the best chance to win, depending on where they are in their well, career. Yeah, how Fred VanVleet has made, you know, in his last deal, I think he made like, I don't know, $50, $60 million or something like that. And he has a ring, right? Right. He so, got the championship with Kawhi and Kyle Lowry, right? Right. So what I'm getting at is... You and say, got an MVP vote in that finals. But, but what you say is he's got to want to play for the Lakers, okay? Right. He's going to have to say, I want to play for the Lakers. Do you think that playing for the Lakers slash playing with LeBron and AD today is anywhere near as attractive as it once was? I mean, they just got to the conference finals. Um, So there's that. It's more attractive than it was a year ago, for sure. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And by the way, just for, you know, posterity, his last deal was $85 million over four years. So about an average salary of 21 and change. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So he's want and he wants thirty million dollars. That's what he's going to command in this free agency for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, I take Fred Van Fleet. Of course you do, but Over that, are you Russell willing to also include a pick? Probably, probably because because okay. I because I know this. Here's the one thing I know for sure: this is LeBron's last year. I don't mean that it's his last year playing in the NBA. This is it right here. You think this, it's his last year with the Lakers? I think it's his last year to have a legitimate chance at winning a championship. Oh, okay. Yes, I would agree that. I, I don't know. Hmm. I would say it's definitely close for sure. Close. Because the following year, however many games he – how many games he missed this year during the regular season? Approximately 20 games? Like, like 30, I think. Close 30 games? Next well, year will be – No, no. Wait, wait. Hold on. How many did he play? Hold on. LeBron, James. I want to say they played under 60. I want to say it was like 58. Okay. If I so, recall correctly. So if, if, if you're right. Stand by. All right. Holding. Holding. He holding played powder. 55. Hey, pretty good. Okay. So. You know, you know how many he's going to play next year? Probably like. I, probably I mean, 50. Yeah. 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 You know, like, you know, you know like, how many he's going to play the next year? If he plays, you're saying. Probably like 42, 43. No, not that many. He'll play at least 50. Okay. Well. Unless I mean, he gets hurt again. Well, because I you mean, know. The biggest predictor of future injury is past injury. Correct. Yeah, read that on a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. So the Lakers' options are interesting for sure, and we can have more because actually Woj did have more on this. He had more as far as like this chatter about like James Harden or Kyrie or all these like uh, star level players, right? Even a Bradley Beal, right? So we'll have that audio coming out for you in a second. Plus, Cappy, your boy Brock Purdy is in this. Mm-hmm. Sean McVay is talking big about Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. All that stuff is coming up next as well. Stick around. We're back in a couple minutes. What is happening with Rookie? The 123rd U.S. Open at L.A. Country Club and your leader, Ricky Fowler. He had the solo lead, but then back-to-back bogeys and a par. He's now in a three-way tie at number one. Ricky minus nine, nine under through 14. He's tied with Wyndham Clark, who's been finished for quite a bit today, and Xander Shaffley, or Shaffle, or however you want to say it. He's nine under through 12. Minus one on the day, and he is approaching to try to take that solo lead. Meanwhile, Ricky, or excuse me, Rory McIlroy is at four, at uh, eight under for the tournament. And Harry English, who we don't really know that much about, or at least we don't, seven under. He rounds out your top five at the U.S. Open. This U.S. Open leaderboard update brought to you by Pinehurst Resort. At Pinehurst, it is someone's U.S. Open every day. Visit Pinehurst.com to plan your stay.